0: Welcome to God's Church on the Move, the podcast that takes you to all the spiritual hotspots worldwide where God is actively at work doing incredible things. with me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome back, guys. Hi, hi. All right, Ron. I know you've been traveling, so where are you going to take us today? First
1: place today is India. India. Um, now you
0: haven't been there in a while.
1: No, um, the COVID situation uh, shut us down from travel to India for a while and visa issues and all sorts of things. So first time back and um, went in and met actually this time with about uh, six organizations and I think there I, I added about about seventeen pastors or leaders from various parts of the country. So they all came into Delhi to meet me, which was nice. I didn't have to go traipsing all throughout <laughs> India. And, uh, which I is, think
0: traipsing all throughout India sounds kind of fun. <laughs> well, <actually. laughs> it, yeah, it,
1: until you get on the roads, and uh, and then it's not so fun actually. <laughs> so um, we went there, and uh, it was wonderful to to meet them all and hear what their stories were. It's just. The foundation of this is that this is the greatest revival, they told me, from all these leaders and everyone. This is the greatest revival turning to God that they have ever experienced in India's history. Um, This is, people are coming to the Lord everywhere in the central and northern part of the country, all right? Which means it's not necessarily in the Christianized south, in the Kerala area, but more in the central and then up to the northern part, which has always been much more resistant to the gospel. But it, it was growing before COVID, but COVID was this, uh, the trigger that started mm-hmm. this thing into a massive, uh, overflowing number of people coming to know Christ and being water baptized. Now, remember, in India, water baptism is a significant Event Not just to the Christian, but to the community, um, to the government who have banned it in many areas, because that is the outward sign that you have changed your religion. So they are, they're okay, shall we say, if you add Jesus onto all the other Hindu right. gods yeah. as another one. So now you have one billion and one um, <laughs> gods, and that's fine. But um, the moment that you go to that step of publicly declaring that you are forsaking all the other gods and becoming a follower of Jesus. Now, that's a significant move, and that's why it's been banned, but it's going all over the place right now. I saw pictures and videos and stories of uh, people just coming to mass meetings, and they're lined up for for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards um, just waiting to come up to be water-baptized. And the um, string just kept on going.
0: Well, so, because there's always been exciting things happening in India. Yes. So COVID just kind of burst a dam. Well, like just yeah. Kinda.
1: I, I, if you want to do it in, in um, uh, shall we say, in strength, okay, mm-hmm. uh, on a 1 to 10 scale, they were cruising along at a nice, comfortable 3 to 4, all right? Okay. Now they're probably 8.5 wow. to 9. Um, it's that much. Of and, a and did you know
0: this going into India, or were you a little bit no, surprised? No,
1: we'd heard this, and I've, I've been preaching this ever since COVID came. And um, the people were reaching out to others, sharing their food, sharing their faith uh, in the yeah. villages. It was the strongest thing going, and they were they were going to the extent of showing the unbelievers what it meant to be a Christian from the inside out. In other words. You're, we always talk about um, our soul being, and we're born again on the inside. Well, their actions were proving it as they were loving people and how their. Uh, whole lives changed in their action and their demeanor and all these sorts of things. This was changing. Well, all the unbelievers were watching this because they weren't walking around with fear and trepidation from COVID. They were smiling and laughing and and praying for people and sharing their food and like I say, and this really took the nation by surprise. Mm. Um, and that's when people started to come right after this and started to say, "Why are you different?" They explained the gospel. God started to move in their hearts. They started to multiply in number. Churches were growing massively. Um, the, the one area, um, just moving along in yeah. this progression, that they really impressed me with was the effect of two things. One was the mini crusades, and the other was the Jesus festivals. Now, a mini crusade, as many people know, and I've explained this before, it's when you go into a village where there's probably no church, and you'll go in there. And you'll hold a week full, uh, week of meetings, and these will be in a field or next to a house or backyard or something like that. And they'll put up some sort of uh, tent, little tent, and you'll invite neighbors to come, and they'll hear music and preaching, and uh, they'll pray for the sick and many healings, deliverances. Um, All those sorts of things.
0: And typically about 100 to 300 people at these. Yeah, yeah, that would be it. It, it,
1: it, it, Traditionally, that was it. You would have 100, uh, 150, 200, something like that, Mm -hmm. that would turn up. And then out of that, you would have probably at the end of the week, maybe 35 believers of which uh, 10 or 15 were water baptized. So it was the beginning of a new church, Mm -hmm. and then they would start working on after that. A young pastor would come in, and the cost of that was like $100 to pay for the gas, to pay for everybody to come in to buy some food, and to do it for this pastor evangelist. Well, that changed with COVID. Now they're overwhelmed, and all the guys were sitting there telling me, they said, we cannot run enough mini-crusades. Oh, wow. Village after village after village wants us to come in and explain the gospel, and they say, if we had a thousand mini-crusades to do this year in India, it would only be a fraction of what they need. Wow, that's incredible. uh it just overnight, the openness became evident everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the persecution also rose, because with so many people coming to the Lord, this meant that... The, the, the forces, the militant forces of Hinduism and the political arm of Hinduism started to rise up and started to try to squelch this move of God. Beating of pastors, burning down churches, um, oh, intimidation, um, uh, making it so they couldn't buy or sell in their village, uh, starting um, sort of like um, ostracizing the family, the Christian families. So all this was moving along, but it didn't stop them. And this one brother who was a leader of one area, and uh, he was in a very, very um, delicate situation because many of his men were being beaten up all the time and things like that, the pastors. So I asked him, I said, so what do you think about this persecution? Is it going to slow you down at all? Oh, no, he says, we knew this would be the price tag for success. Hmm. And the other brother, almost like they had been in the same um, meeting, um, taking lessons on this, uh, but it wasn't. Uh, He came in a little while later and the other fellow had gone home. And so um, I said, so what do you think about the persecution? Oh, he says, we know that, when when we are successful in preaching the gospel and starting churches, this is what's going to happen. So they all believe this. It's sort of like known. Mm-hmm. It's not something that like a Westerner came in and made up for them. No, this is the prevailing attitude. Okay, we are going to take a, a beating for our faith. But get ready for it, guys. And they are. And now it still hurts. Yeah. And and they still pray and they still send out prayer requests. This brother was just sent to prison. Uh, pray for him. We've got to get him out. You know, they're they're always trying to lessen it, right? But they realize it will be there. They Some know. Of, oh, sorry. They know the cost. Yeah, they beforehand. know the cost. Yeah. And Jesus warned us about this. Right. Like, this isn't a surprise. Just read the Bible. Read mm-hmm. the New Testament. Read Jesus' words. If you live godly lives for Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. There is no doubt about it. And so yeah. we've just got to live with that now.
0: Well, and some of the most brutal stories of persecution that we have that we've told come from India. Mm-hmm. And I know that that has always ebbed and flowed, but how do the water baptisms, they must Go into it with a little bit of fear and trepidation well, they, knowing.
1: They try to time it so that there are not too many witnesses around. In right. other words, <laughs> you know, we always want to make this most public thing possible, and um, they have to find a river at night, mm-hmm. or they will go and when everybody else is gone, and they'll say, we're being baptized in 10 minutes, go down to the <laughs> pond, uh, you know, and everybody right. goes down to the pond. Some relatives will come, but they sort of make it when the militants aren't around, to do their baptism. So there are ways of doing this. Right. And every region is different. Some are, are more delicate situations than others, so they know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they still believe water baptism is significant. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that they were telling me about were these Jesus festivals and this captivated me. I've never been to one. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go and I still really can't, but one time, they say they'll sneak me in <laughs> and leave me in a car, and I'll just peek well, under. Now, why would be able blanket. to go? Well, because um, the okay. Let me describe what okay. they are first. Okay, so you would call a Jesus festival a gathering of the believers with a ten to fifteen percent of whatever the mob is in the crowd being unbelievers or honest seekers who want to come in and see what's going on. They've heard rumors, they've been witnessed to by their relatives or friends, etc. that we're going to go to this and this is what's going to happen. And they're curious. And they are really wondering, is this thing true with what's happened to my friend? He's changed. He's now a good man and all this sort of thing. So they want to come. So they will go 20, 30, 40, 50 kilometers walking for wow. days Literally days. Um, I, I remember one brother was telling me um, we had one fellow that walked for four days over mountains, and he had um, he had vegetables in in sacks over his back, climbing mountains to get there. And that was the food to eat for his family, et cetera, as well as to share with some other people that were there. And uh, he says this was a long trek for him, but he wanted to be there with his family. Mm. The sick people will come. They'll carry people on stretchers if they're sick to come to these Jesus festivals. Uh, this is very reminiscent of Jesus' day. Wow. When the Beatitudes were given, uh, the feeding of the 5,000, right. uh, all of this, the letting the man down through the roof, um, because Jesus was there. It was sort of a gathering where Jesus was being honored, taught, um, his presence was being felt, and people were just attracted to it. So, you would have, many times now they say they run between 1,500, 2,000, to 5,000 plus
0: this is how many people show up? How many up?
1: people? Wow. And I got pictures of this. Mm-hmm. They were they were throwing pictures. Oh, did you see this one and this one and this one? And I mean fields, literal yeah. fields full of people. They put up this multicolored um, tent um, made of tarpaulins that are all the reds and the oranges and the blues. and Anything that's in the color palette, it was there. <laughs> and you had all these people sitting underneath this tent. But then outside, they had pictures for...
0: Oh, As far as the eye
1: could see. Almost as that. As far as the eye could see, people there, big loud speakers. (laughs) And I mean big ones. Mm. And they were projecting this out. And uh, they said, yeah, it starts. In fact, I was just writing a note on this yesterday, so the numbers are fresh. They start at 6 in the morning, usually goes to midnight, and the people don't want to stop. Runs for about three to four days, maybe a little bit longer. And it's a party. Everybody says, it's a party. Um, There'll be dancing um, to the worship and the praise, and there'll be prayer. There'll be a lot of teaching, teaching to help the Christians to grow, teaching to explain the gospel to the unbelievers Mm -hmm. and the seekers. Um, Then they'll have an altar call. And uh, this is for people at the end saying, do you want to become a Christian? Do you want to become one of us? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know Jesus? And they say, yeah, all these people come forward. And they mm-hmm. lead them to the Lord. They give them the basics. They make sure they're paired up with somebody when they go home so that they can grow in the Lord or be introduced into that church, etc. This is orchestrated. Like, this is really, it's really very well good. run, it sounds oh, like. It's amazing. Dealing with 5,000 people yeah. in a situation— and they have healings. They have deliverances. Um, they would tell me these stories, and I know this. It, it either excites or scares Westerners, <laughs> um, one of the two. Um, but when they have deliverances, because these people are into demonic things, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is over there. And uh, they hear the worship, etc. cetera, it affects them. And like in Jesus' day, the... Demonic forces will be screaming, and uh, people will fall on the ground, and all this sort of stuff. Well, they just deal with it. It's not To them, it's not a big issue. Over here, it's contentious in mm-hmm. all the angles of it. But over there, it's nothing. And so they'll just pray for the people. They're delivered, set free, then they're off and running. So um, these are the things that go on at a Jesus festival. And th- again, they said they can't get enough of these.
0: And why can't you go? Because <laughs> i want to go, I want to be there
1: <laughs> well, um because there are government uh, militant uh, anti christian um spies, and uh they would they would say, "Ah, this is a western run uh operation. Mm-hmm. this is a foreigner." Christian foreigners are coming in to change our culture, mm. and uh, they, therefore, I just cannot be seen. Well, you cannot this. blend
0: in <laughs> India. So. Uh,
1: not that well. Not <laughs> that well. Um, uh, so. And
0: they're aware that there are spies
1: within oh, the group. Oh, yes. There's spies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they are very courageous that they preach the gospel. But they realize, <laughs> when you get 5,000 people together that want to worship Jesus, to come in with 15 police officers, <laughs> they're pretty well outnumbered. And so th- that won't happen there. But when they get back to their villages, there could be problems. Mm-hmm. So, and they don't want to, they don't want proof that a foreigner was there infecting the culture right. mm-hmm. with a foreign religion, all right? That's what the big thing is. That that would be good propaganda for the other side. So
0: so your mini crusades are the evangelistic um, way. So people are basically. coming to the crusades Um they get saved, then they celebrate Jesus at the festivals. That's right that's kind of how it works.
1: They do weddings at the festivals they, they they'll have 20, 30, 40 50 couples getting married Wow and um, and then they you know they'll have uh, I think I heard there were baby dedications of sort or praying for the children mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing so it's a it's an ongoing it's an ongoing church service for three to four days with power and presence of God, like we seldom see here. Not that we don't see it, okay? Let's not put ourselves down too much because God is present wherever two or three are gathered together. He's there in the midst, so it's not that. But this is really, this is a worship service on steroids. <laughs> mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of the old days, many years ago, when we used to have um, these Jesus festivals in Canada and the United States, and um, you would get... Um, this was back in the 70s and Nancy and I would go to these and there would be 10 or 15,000 people camping for a weekend um in a mud bowl in Pennsylvania or something like that and they were wonderful wonderful bands and teaching and everything like yeah. that so I I know the flavor right and it is really showing the believers and the unbelievers that they're not alone that they're mm-hmm. not uh, their their faith is shared in the same way what they're feeling, other people are feeling and experiencing by a large number. So, therefore, you're not feeling like you're all by yourself. This gives courage and boldness to the believers in these situations.
0: So, what does Empower do to support the well this movement?
1: We, we fund the mini-crusades. Uh, 100 dollars each it's been that way for years mm-hmm. i don't know how they do it but uh 100 dollars and that buys the gasoline to get there that pays for the pastor for a week to go to preach, mm-hmm. um, he carries along with him a tent, apparently in the trunk of his car, and little speakers, and, and little the I speakers, this yeah, yeah, and and those have all been bought, and we so we yeah. we're sort of facilitating the traveling evangelists going mm-hmm. around for hundred dollars a week into a village. Then the Jesus festivals, everybody brings their own stuff, mm-hmm. so I think it's three hundred and fifty or four hundred dollars, something, something like, like that. that yeah. um, is the cost to transport. Maybe the workers, a trunk full of food and mm-hmm. vegetables for three to four days, um, maybe a trailer or a truck that comes in with the tent situation and the speakers, right. all that sort of stuff. So we are the facilitators of these events, and they said, please do not stop this. This is winning so many people to the um, Lord. It is strengthening the church there. It's growing, and it's, it's wonderful. That's this, is, this is really a country on fire.
0: India. Yes. Wow. And the next time you go back, you'll be snuck in a car and you maybe get to peek at
1: them. <laughs> well, that's, all right. Well, that's, that's, that's my dream. Thanks my for dream. the
0: update. For more information on what Empower Ministries is doing around the world and how you can be a part of this exciting ministry, please go to our website, ronpierce.org, where you'll find all the information you need.